0: Welcome to another episode of Inside Lyme Podcast with Dr. Daniel Cameron. In this episode, Dr. Cameron will be discussing a unique case involving a 67 year old man whose diagnosis of Lyme disease was delayed because clinicians suspected his symptoms were due to COVID. The case report by Novak and colleagues entitled Lyme Disease in the Era of COVID 19 A Delayed Diagnosis and Risk for Complications was published in the journal Case Reports in Infectious Diseases. Good evening, Dr. Cameron, and thank you for joining us.
1: And thank you, Darlene, for leading the discussion.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about this uh, case report?
1: This 67-year-old man was ill this summer, and he had chills, body aches, fever, headaches, and neck pain. You know, that's something that can have a variety of causes, but because it happens to be July 2020, in the middle of a pandemic, is the first thought everyone had was COVID-19. That's why the doctors uh, said, well, let's test for COVID, let's put him in quarantine. And the COVID tests were negative because there's so much focus this year on COVID-19. The workup was pretty restrictive.
0: Now, six weeks later, a rash had appeared on his arm.
1: He had developed a rash, which not everybody gets a rash. A dermatologist uh, considered the insect bite, but he also thought it might be Lyme disease. And fortunately, he tested for Lyme disease. And when the test came back with evidence of early Lyme disease, the doctors elected to treat for Lyme disease. At day seven of doxycycline, that's when the man developed double vision. And there's a variety of causes of double vision, but one is called sixth nerve palsy. You know, we're so used to seventh nerve, which is the facial palsy, which is weakness of the side of the face. Sixth nerve, the sixth one is the one that affects how the eyes move. At the same time, we suffer from headaches neck stiffness, and new onset fatigue.
0: So after the one week of treatment and he he's, has continued symptoms, he is referred to a Lyme disease telemedicine clinic.
1: Yes. During the, this pandemic, patients are um, finding it difficult to do a face-to-face with the doctor. The patient's reluctant to go to the doctor. The doctors reluctant to see the patient. And in this case, uh, they were able to manage the case by telemedicine.
0: And how did they elect to to treat
1: him? They treated with doxycycline. They elected to increase the dose of doxycycline to two in the morning and two in the evening, which would have been 200 milligrams twice a day. They did not elect to do intravenous antibiotics. And that may be based on the negative Spinal Tap. Now I, I traditionally do pills and I reserve intravenous if for some reason the patient remains ill after a month of treatment.
0: Now this gentleman uh, did remain ill, right? He had four weeks of treatment and he still had some minimal double vision and some other symptoms.
1: When someone's been treated with a month, there's quite a few people who are still ill. In this case, he still had minimal double vision, uh, but they weren't able to find something wrong with the cranial nerves any longer. He still had some trouble sleeping, anxiety, mild daytime fatigue, and subtle difficulties with short-term memory. And these are kind of symptoms that are very important to my patients. I'm always concerned that uh, we might not have cleared the infection.
0: What would you say is unusual about this case?
1: In hindsight, they had wished they had told the patient that there were other possible causes for the illness. In fact, the the patient uh, expressed the same concerns In hindsight, it's important to remember that there can be other possible causes of symptoms. And in hindsight, they should have instructed the patient to uh, follow up if the symptoms didn't clear quickly. So I think it's more important than ever to have patients follow up with their doctor, even if it's telemedicine, so we don't miss these kind of cases.
0: And the the rash in this case, the rash on his arm didn't appear for six weeks. Is that typical for a Lyme rash to take that long to appear?
1: I tell people that the rash can come within three days to six weeks. The most rashes are within a week or two, but it can take six weeks for that rash. Now, the authors of this paper has in their published paper a picture of the rash, and it's a rather large red rash. It looks like it could be five or six inches on the upper arm. So it was pretty typical by the time he came in.
0: So the dermatologist in this case uh, presumed that the rash was due to an inside bite reaction.
1: It's pretty common to have more than one cause for a rash. But even if the doctor said it looked a lot like an insect bite, the doctor did order a Lyme disease test. In hindsight, if the Lyme test had been negative, it's not clear that uh, this individual would have been treated in a timely manner.
0: Do you see many um, patients that have had diagnostic uh, delays for Lyme disease in your practice?
1: I often see diagnostic delays in my practice. Uh, You'd be surprised how easy the cases are. They're not really complicated. Sometimes it's a rash that's overlooked. Sometimes it's a rash with a negative test Sometimes that someone might not treat uh, because the spinal tap is negative. In, in the study I did, in uh, two of the cases, though the rash was ignored and it took several years before the patient realized that all of the symptoms he had after the rash were Lyme disease.
0: You know what I thought was, was interesting was that the, the, the patient was treated with antibiotics and even after a week of antibiotic treatment, began having new symptoms, that's when the double vision set in. So it set in after the antibiotics were initiated.
1: That's something that we call a Herxheimer reaction, where we treat someone with an antibiotic and the immune system gets more involved. You can get a flare-up of symptoms, and he certainly had plenty of symptoms, but also you can get a flare-up of some of the cranial nerves. So I have seen... uh, Bell's palsy after initiation of antibiotic treatment.
0: So you can get, you can develop new symptoms after starting antibiotic treatment.
1: Yeah, the Herxheimer reaction is often an immune response that's magnified. And so by the time he uh, started uh, exhibiting the, the sixth nerve palsy, his symptoms had intensified
0: What would you say are some of the causes and some of the consequences of diagnostic delays?
1: We're trained as doctors to look for more than one cause. We're also trained to follow up to consider a a change in diagnosis. In this case, uh, there's more than one cause of the original illness.
0: And we should point out too, that the, the patient was treated for a month uh, with antibiotics, but then um, the case report concludes that he still had some manifestations, some symptoms.
1: Yeah, I'm always concerned about the possibility of a persistent infection. So when I see those symptoms, even though they've improved, I um, either treat at that point or have them come back in a month. I also have them uh, see a specialist, like a neurologist to check on the cranial nerves. I'll uh, also have the neurologist address the various causes of uh, his symptoms. I may even need to see a rheumatologist. And that's a uh, part of a thorough evaluation to make sure I have a good outcome. Now, during
0: the, this COVID pandemic, um, there's been a lot of use of telemedicine and it seems to be benefiting a a lot of Lyme disease patients because uh, they have, seems like they have greater access to more doctors more readily. How are are you finding telemedicine um, useful in your practice?
1: I find telemedicine quite useful for my patients. They don't have to worry about being face-to-face with me, with my office. Uh, They don't have to deal with the travel and all the exposure with COVID. Telemedicine allows me to see patients in follow-up instead of waiting for six weeks. uh, I think it would have been helpful for the doctor to arrange for telemedicine earlier than six weeks. In fact, within a week to 10 days of of that first illness, uh, that might've been the time uh, that telemedicine could have uh, come through and helped this particular patient. I find that telemedicine is certainly giving my patients uh, access to care.
0: What would you like um, listeners to take away from this case, to learn from it?
1: I thought this case was uh, not all that complicated, but it became more complicated by the delays in treatment
0: What would you like uh, listeners to take away or to learn from this case report?
1: The takeaway is that telemedicine worked for this patient. He was able to get treatment that he needed. Uh, They were able to look at the whole story from the viral-like presentation through the the rash, the positive test, and uh, direct treatment. So I think that telemedicine is uh, here to stay for these types of situations. Now, there's always going to be somebody that needs to have a face-to-face assessment, not only for Lyme disease, but for other illnesses. But this is a good example of telemedicine and what it can do for this type of individual.
0: Well, thank you very much, Dr. Cameron, for speaking about this case. It's, it's certainly a timely case report, particularly as we go into spring and a good reminder for people to um, never forget about Lyme disease, to consider it even though we will have um, COVID in the background.
1: Thank you, for Darlene, for leading the discussion.